up, hobby friends, and welcome back to Paint Bravely. It's a podcast where you can find a little bit of encouragement, discover new ways to make your hobby more fun, and most importantly, learn to paint bravely. All right, we got some fun hobby stuff to talk about, and the first thing I'm going to do, because Brent is so tired, I'm handing it over to him, because he didn't want me to, so I'm going to do it anyways. I'm ready for it. What you been doing for, for hobby stuff? Hobby, Just give me some hobby goodness. What have you been doing? I knew you'd been doing something. Well, I beat Gloomhaven. Me and my pals, we beat Gloomhaven, and we did we did it digitally. But I'm sure we could have done it with with cards and dice if we all lived in the same place and were able to consistently get together. You know. Yeah, I mean it's basically the same thing, right? Like, there's a lot more setup right. involved with right. each uh, <laughs> each piece of the puzzle, so to speak. Like, there there are I don't know a hundred different pieces of terrain tiles in there. That it's they're like, lot. oh, find F38 and, and E73 and put those on this corner and then find all the tokens for those specific monsters and place them here, but don't show everything because you haven't opened a door yet. So, like, one person always kind of knows what's going on, right? It <laughs> is very nice to have the computer lay out the maps, <clears throat> put the en- enemies in place, adjudicate the rules. That It is pretty nice. Mm-hmm. It is pretty nice. Uh, yeah, I might bite the bullet someday and, uh, I don't know, just start running through it online or something just to do it. Because, I, I mean, man, I know I've said it before, but I, ha- I have this board game. It's it's staring at me. It's literally in front of me right now. And I've played it, like, twice. Yeah. And I want I want so badly to go through it. So It's legitimately a yeah. fun well, game. Well, congratulations. Yeah, Gloomhaven is yeah. legitimately a fun game, full of interesting choices. The encounters are all tuned pretty well to be difficult but doable. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it it scales with the number of people in your party, and it it just it's always right down to the wire, or was frequently right down to the wire. <laughs> and there were a couple of missions that we had to do several times and really try to optimize. Oh, nice! Um, and the the nice thing about doing it on the computer, I guess, is that you can't cheese anything. You can't be like, no, this is this is tuned too hard. We need to throw out one of the enemies or or no, the enemy did mm-hmm. not roll that ability this turn or, or something like that. <laughs> yeah. It's uh like just a full wipe. Yeah, and... so so there were a few encounters that were definitely on the too hard side of things, but we figured it out, we got through it. Congrats, Alex. Congrats, Mike. We we got through it. We we did it, boys. We're <laughs> Gloomhaven yeah. victors. And then we we went out and we bought Jaws of the Lion. So we'll we'll do that one next. Yeah. Oh, nice. And uh, that's not digital though. Jaws is it? of the Lion is. Or do they have that Frost now? Haven is not yet, to the best of my knowledge. Right. So. Yeah, I don't think it is. I didn't know. I didn't know Jaws of the Lion was though. That's pretty cool. Yeah, um, they they have that as a DLC. Yeah, it's not bad. Up on upon the epic games launcher so you can <laughs> oh man ah uh, had yeah. to had to crack my login code to to buy that dlc and, <laughs> yeah and we'll get to that uh-huh. next um but yeah you know the the game does come with minis they are okay not great but they are Mm-hmm. Kind of on the top of my pile of shame, or my top of my pile of things I'd like to get to sometime soon, because we spent enough time with those mm-hmm. characters and those classes, it'd be mm-hmm. fun to give them like a two-hour paint job per mini. Nothing, 
nothing yeah, too crazy because the that PVC <laughs> isn't really worth it. But uh, yeah, no, I'll have to I'll have to break mine out and take some pictures because I I painted them before we started playing, and like I I put in a little bit of effort, right? They look pretty good. I did some airbrush work on them. I didn't just you know slap chop and done. Um, especially the the sorceress with the two fireballs and you know one hey. in each hand yeah. one. Yeah, she looks pretty good. She's got some nice uh nice fireballs going on. So yeah, I'll have to take some pictures of those. They're they're not as bad after they've been painted as they appear at first. The PVC looks pretty gnarly, but once paint went down, I was like, Oh, this isn't this is not so bad, you know. Um all of that being said though, Gloomhaven I think it's just Gloomhaven is there uh Cephalor or whatever is doing a Kickstarter for literally every single unit in the game. It's like 750 different models. So you don't have to use the standees, which is insane. Yeah. So at Adepticon, they were giving out a couple of sample minis for, for that campaign. Mm-hmm. I think they had a total of six. They had like random boxes that they were they were given to people as samples and I think most of the folks I I saw got the brute, got a got an Inox yeah. brute, and yeah, he seemed decent. He seemed decent. Got some paint on him. He's all right. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Always good to give people another pathway into painting minis. And Gloomhaven mm-hmm. opened a lot of folks' eyes in in the realm of of very big, complex, nerdy board games, and. If you yeah. can get those folks uh, just a little bit further into getting some brushes and paint, you know, let's go. Let's go. Yeah. I And I think that it's going to do it for a lot of people. I mean, a lot of these games that have come out, you know, uh, they're based off of licenses. You know, the, the, uh, the Witcher game is is now being shipped. Uh, Editor Matt and I went in halvesies on that thing like Did three you? years ago. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's coming. Finally with a bunch of models and they did this whole thing where they're like hey like we're making these with cool models so that you can paint um brendan turns phone on silent it's no big deal i had an alarm set to um, wake up at 12 30 at night so that i'd remember to record a podcast <laughs> with you casey yeah. right record a podcast yeah I, I think a lot of a lot of people don't know that i mean it's clear that we're not in the same room when we record but we're also in an entire uh, continent apart, basically, like uh, East Coast, West Coast, United States. Yeah. So it's a three-hour time difference. Yeah. So, you know, by the time my kids go to sleep and I'm like, all right, I have actual time, Brent's like, it's it's like one in the morning. So, yeah. You, yeah, you put that's your when kids we record to bed this and then see if I'm awake and, and around. And, Pretty yeah, much, yeah. we go. We go for it. <laughs> yeah just hit that button <laughs> um what was i saying something about something about gloom something about the oh yeah, yeah yeah so yeah the witcher um but like uh so they they said hey we're doing all the models we're gonna do them real good they look good and then they did this thing where it was like an upsale where they would paint them like prime them white and then wash them sepia oh, yeah. And they had some weird like term for it. I don't know what it was, but it's just CP oh, wash this. over the models. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is a long time ago. <laughs> we talked about this. I remember like, years talking ago. about this. I don't remember what they called the the special technique of the CP <laughs> yeah. wash, but no, they definitely had a word <laughs> it's for so it. Stupid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I don't remember if we, uh, I, I doubt that we ended up paying for that. I don't know why we would, but, um, either way, I think games like that Gloomhaven, um, you know, now this huge Kickstarter coming are definitely gateways into miniature painting. Uh, there's tons of Steamforge games that are licensed that have come out. Dark Souls was a huge one. I think for a lot of people, um, you know, I, I wanted it. I, I bought all the Dark Souls Do you stuff. You think a lot of people you know, actually think of like, that though? That's, that's always the thing. There's, I, there's that yeah. hard line between, <laughs> you know, dropping the money on the Kickstarter and actually painting it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I paint a lot of models and I haven't painted a single one and I really, really like Dark Souls. So like, yeah, it's one of those things that. Maybe, but I still think it's a good like gateway into it. Um, and, and all the minis coming out for Gloomhaven, like man, I'm I'm tempted. Even though you know, like I said, I've only played like twice, but I'm still tempted because I tried when we played. I went through my own miniature collection to get proxies for those standees, so they were like skeletons and some other stuff. And I got my skeletons out and it's like, okay, that one, that one's like an archery kind of one. This one's this, whatever. I know what they all are. And it, it felt good. You know, there's all the minis on the board. Mm. So it was really cool. Did you use the sun drop technique? Is that what it is? Stupid. (laughs) That's so dumb. I'm getting all these, these old Reddit posts. uh, Like, should... Should I buy <laughs> yeah. Sundrop or not? Sundrop versus no Sundrop. Like, what do you guys think? Yeah. The answer is no. And I got a link here for a guide to how to do your own Sundrop. Homemade Sundrop. <laughs> is it yeah, Seraphim yeah. Sepia? Search for homemade Sundrop. You can learn how to do a uh, single color contrast paint. <laughs> if it's even that. Like, I don't even know what they used. But they, I mean... The crazy thing is, and maybe this is why it took three years. They're like, okay, there's like 150 models in this box or some crazy thing like that. So we're going to go through and individually, yeah, wash every single model. I mean, unless they're dipping them at the factory or something, but that seems like a lot of effort. Whoa. So so we're, hmm. we're definitely getting tutorials for homemade sun drops, but there's also a homemade sun drop, which is... uh a sweet summer drink in the Carolinas. I was going to say. Oh, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> does. What's in it? It's a sweet you citrus a soda native to the Carolinas. It's a refreshing summer treat. Uh-huh. Now that, that sounds sound good. I'd pay money for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll pay money for that. Sun drop in your models? That's, that's odd. That's weird. I mean, like it makes sense to a certain extent. But I don't know. I guess you could see them a little better because it's not white PVC. Oh, no. Like for even for just the purpose of playing with them. Yeah. Uh, I think a a simple wash over a white primed mini is actually a great way to get some some board game pieces working for you. I think that's a, Mm -hmm. a really good strategy. And people should learn how to do that as a skill if they just want the the absolute basic of uh, home yeah. prep on their on their minis for board games. I mean, it wouldn't take much, right? You you just get get a couple of bottles of, of wash and 
prime them, you know, white and go for we it. We need to get we need to get um, Rob to popularize the the sun drop technique. Sun drop technique, yeah. <laughs> Just a rattle can black, rattle can white, and then dip the entire model into a vat of uh, I don't know whatever the the sepia contrast paint is or, or speed paint, whatever whichever one that's called. Um, yeah, you could do that pretty quick. Couple of steps. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know why we're going to tell Rob. We should just do this ourselves. The sun drop and technique. get like 500,000 views for our sun drop technique video. Yeah, come on. I mean, these Witcher games are about to drop. Like, people people got to know. They're like, I didn't pay for that upgrade. How do I get there? You know, without spending a bunch of money. Like, I don't know. That army painter dip can and sounds pretty good. all of a sudden we owe royalties to Poland for... For stealing that Witcher Sundrop <laughs> Stealing Sundrop. Yeah. Okay, well then I'll I'll use Blue Wash and I'll call it Moondrop. Suck on that, Poland. That's how you do it, Poland. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That feels good. It feels good. <laughs> Normally we make fun of the French mm. for absolutely no reason. It feels good to spread it around a little bit. Yeah. And keep it. I mean, you might as well. Yeah. Like... <laughs> yeah. Come on. <laughs> what are you, who are you trying to fool? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I bet if we had like a world map and we could do a search of the the local areas where, where different painting techniques are really popular and we and we typed in mm-hmm. Sundrop just to see where where that was a really common and, and, and just like a hip way of preparing your minis for games. I bet it would just be yeah. a giant red dot right on Quebec. You're right in Poland. <laughs> yeah just just that's it that's the only thing that they do up in quebec they just sun drop their models that's a that's a guess based on nothing but my gut tells me it's true yeah right and your gut is generally right on so i'm gonna go with that yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) uh i don't think i'll be sun dropping any models anytime soon if uh the french are doing I don't think I can follow it is that. A, it is a brave way to paint your minis, and we're... Fair, yeah. That is yeah, true. If that's the foot in the door that gets people going, go for it. But don't be mm-hmm. don't be paying any Kickstarters to sun drop your minis, because then the Kickstarter is going to take a couple more years, and it's still just going to be a, a wash. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, and I think that was the big like argument, is a bunch of people who were planning on painting them were just like, what are you talking about? Like what? Seriously, what are you like? Where did you get this from? Where did you get this idea? And why are you calling it this? This makes no sense. Uh, so yeah, I mean, contrast paints were out five years ago or five years ago. So I mean, that already was there. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, uh, washing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyways, more hobby is good. Board games are an entryway into painting miniatures. I think it's great. Just don't pay someone else to do it for you. Not not like that. Not like that. No. Not like that. I mean, if you want to pay someone to paint the entire box, like, yeah, that'd be sweet. Yep. Probably, probably be a lot yep. of money. Okay. Hopefully the game's good, too. <laughs> oh. We don't know. We we may never know, but hey, you you and Matt can find out, and I wish you luck. Do it. We're gonna try. Do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh. 
All right, what else you got for us? Um, well, I suppose I should give a give an update on my finger situation. Yeah. Just because, uh, you know, such a big thing last time, whole safety episode. Um, yeah, no, still, still sucks. Still can't paint, really. Your, your middle finger really is tried. all blistered and infected, right? Yeah, I mean, it's not... Not so much infected, but it definitely looks pretty yeah. gross. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's not great. Um so I decided to just paint with my left hand for the last you know week. Uh which has been an interesting journey, honestly. Uh I thought it was gonna be worse than it than it actually was. Uh it turns out that, you know, if you apply certain techniques even with your other hand, like it still makes sense. Like if you if you know the thing, right? You, you know the order of operations. Then going down that path is like, okay, I can't do this nearly as well, but I do understand the concept, sure. right? Um. So yeah, yeah. I think I think you know, God forbid something terrible happens, but if something did, they had to lob off my middle finger. You know, we'll, we'll figure it out. In your situation, I think it'd actually be better if you lost the middle finger instead of having it, like, swollen and painful and you have to uh, uh, avoid touching <laughs> it at all costs. I think it might just be easier if you, uh, yeah. Just, just, it, just it was missing and you just off. lashed the, the index and, and ring finger together. <laughs> and, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, well, it's, it's funny because, like, I'm trying to paint like that, like with my thumb and ring finger on, on that hand, and it's like, Man, because it's not muscle memory. It's not something I've done. Sure. Normally, that finger just kind of hangs out, well, right? And so now it's like I'll, I'll paint for maybe a minute, and it's like, man, my hand is killing me. It's it's like cramping up because I'm like holding it in a weird way, you know. At that so, point, you might as well just yeah. use your left hand. I I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, might as well. Um, <laughs> like, so the last video I made. Uh, people just were like, well, why didn't you just paint with your left hand? Like, like this, like casual thing, you know, some people were like, oh no, you, you should, because it would be funny. Um, but then other people were just like, you know, you just go for it. Just left hand. And I was thinking that's crazy. Turns out not so crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So far I've painted, uh, how many? Five models. And, uh, they don't look too bad. <laughs> Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at there. Uh, still, you know, gnarly, still a thing, I guess. And uh, I'm working around it. Um, yeah, I, I just kind of decided last minute to just pivot and do a left-handed painting video because why not? Well, that's cool. Um, I mean, it makes sense that so much of what we learn as we're getting better and better at mini painting really just is that order of operation stuff of knowing what to undercoat mm -hmm. things with, knowing how to thin your paints, um, knowing what color combinations are cool, yeah, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And I guess to a point, you know, slopping paint around is a little less skill intensive than, you know, penmanship or something like that. Yeah, because I can't write at all with right. left hand. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I've, I've tried. That that doesn't work. Um, no, weirdly, though, using an airbrush 
like was a non-issue with my left hand. Yeah, it doesn't require that much dexterity, does it? Yeah, no, yeah. no. So, so all of the people like talking about trigger control with thumb versus index finger, it's almost like that is not the limiting factor of anybody's skill with an airbrush whatsoever. Yeah. Right? Okay. I I was going to say. Use your left thumb and see how Before you goes. said that. <laughs> I mean, you know, if you want to just like, you know, goon hand blast paint everywhere. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, now that was the only thing that was actually missing. I was using it more like a single action airbrush where it's kind of on and off um whereas you know there there is that bit of nuance with my index finger on my normal hand um especially when when i'm doing like small details or trying to trying to get a color in somewhere and really just lightly get it in there um and i think i think it doesn't necessarily because i'll i'll technically agree with you right there is a point the best kind of agreement to when yeah but like most airbrushes right the the kind of base set airbrushes do one main thing and i think you start getting into some of the higher end stuff of the smaller needle sizes where you really are trying to exert control over really where that stuff is um, when you start to get into that, like just little minute trigger pulls, that, you know, down and back so that you're actually controlling airflow and paint flow, um, where, I mean, maybe I'm sure I could learn to do it with my thumb, but it feels weird. Like, I feel like, like my index finger just makes sense. Like there's just enough little, you know, twitches in there that, that, uh, get there. But, but your left that's what thumb is with. untrained potential. It's raw talent. It's the building blocks of something <laughs> raw great. Ta- <laughs> yeah, that left thumb so, doesn't so have maybe to by switching, habits. It's ready to go. Yeah, exactly. It's that, that whole thing of like being really good at something when you first try it, but then you start actually trying and you get worse until you then start to actually get better. I forget that's actually a sure. thing. Um, I can't remember what it's called. It's like a, a scale, a curve that, that you go on for learning mm-hmm. things. Maybe a learning curve. That could be it. <laughs> Type in the comments if Anyways. you know what Casey is talking about. Yeah. I swear it has an sure actual it name, sure but you know, learn it's a learning curve. Like it, it just is. So yeah, like uh it's unconscious competence is is like uh, to a more technical term of like, I'm doing it really well, but I have no idea why. Yeah. And there are three other steps after that until you get to like mastery, yep. you know? Well, yeah. So, you know, maybe that's what happened left-handed just painted like five pretty decent minis. Um, although I did use a, a Sharpie for, for some of them. Um, I bought these like felt tipped, like paintbrush tip. Sharpies are actually from Zebra. They're not even Sharpie okay. brand, but like surprisingly good. Like the color and the coverage yeah. and being able to get in there, like not bad at all. Okay. Well, that's, that's, that's definitely a hot tip. If you're trying to do trim or something, like I did space bearing trim with my left hand and it looks better than most of the painted trim I've Interesting. done. Interesting. All right. I'll look into this. Yeah. I've, 
I've tried using the super tiny, I think they're felt tip sharpies, the black yeah. ones. So the, like yeah, micron, micron sharpie ones. Yeah. black you know pens. And mm-hmm. they work pretty good and then they dry out after a minute. Mm-hmm. And they just like the ink stops oh, okay. flowing because I think that they're just not supposed to be going over the <laughs> the texture of, you know, Flat yeah, plastic with absolutely no wicking capability. <laughs> need that, need that paper wicking the ink out of out of the tip. I don't know. Yeah, it kind of it does. It pulls it through, right? Uh, in this case, um, because they're metallic okay. pens, and they're they're like marker tips, like uh, you know, like the fancy art markers with the the brush tip kind of thing. Like there's, they're definitely flowing nicely. You said the zebra um, brand. Okay. Yeah, zebra. Yeah, I found them at Walgreens. They didn't have the sharpies. They had the zebra, so I bought. Ah, them. well. Turns out they're they're it's a hot pretty tip good. Of the day so. right there. Yeah, I mean, I've seen people paint trim with with the metallic sharpies, yeah. um, but those things are like little nub ends. You know, they're not really. They don't seem like you know, you could really use them that well. Um. Like, you really have to go over the stuff. This one, like, you can use the side of the brush, mm-hmm. you know, and actually edge things. Like, I edge highlighted all the metallics on the, the Space Marine and uh, some swords and axes and stuff. And it, like, yeah, okay. Let's go. And it's it's bright. It's like a Vallejo metal color aluminum bright. So, it's, bright. it's bright stuff. Real, real bright. Yeah. Real bright. Yeah, it's, it's not bad at all. So yeah, yeah, good, good hot tip, I think. Not bad. Uh, yeah. All right. <laughs> you got any? Uh, you got any fishing hot tips? Oh, I've got my fishing lures right here, buddy. <laughs> yeah, that's what yeah. I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. So you, you might have seen on was it Instagram? I posted up uh, pictures of my mm-hmm. my five Space Marine lures for this year. So oh, yeah, I'm, I'm double dipping this time. I'm combining the. The third year of participating in in fabulous marines in June, and I'm combining that with my second year of attempting to go fishing using space marines as lures, and I'm, I'm multitasking. I'm putting that all together, and so I uh-huh. made some you know pride themed space marines, and then I drilled a hole through them and shoved some wire up in there, and you know put a barrel swivel on, put a yeah, split mm-hmm, ring, mm-hmm. put a treble hook, and they're ready to go. And I'm just waiting for for a really nice day. I want a sunny day so that you know the the, the footage is beautiful. And I also need a low wind day. I like to go fishing in a really small canoe. Yeah, yeah. And wind is really uh, detrimental <laughs> to to, to yeah. trying to paddle around and, and go fishing. So I need a really low wind day where it's beautiful out. Just kind of waiting for that, and then I'm going to go fishing. But, uh, yeah, a couple of years ago, we did the fishing with Space Marines, and it worked surprisingly well. <laughs> so yeah, funny. I've, I've got... It still still kills my, me. That's by far my favorite video thanks, I've ever buddy. made. I've, I've got a few yeah. like little editing... <laughs> quibbles with that video but like it's one of the favorite ones i've made right. too and yeah, mm-hmm. so so i'm ready to do it again and to do it better and I, I i learned how to do it last time but this time i've got 
these multicolored space marines, just really bright rainbow colors because they're they're pride marines. Mm -hmm. And I think it's gonna work great. I've got I've got a secret I I've got a so. secret fishing hole where I'm not gonna tell any of you where it is because I don't want you taking my secret fishing hole. And it's in Canada. You sure? Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. You know, I'm not gonna. Could could I'm not be. Gonna tell you. I'm not gonna tell you if I I pack up my passport when I when I go fishing with my with Space Marines. <laughs> I just know that the lake you you tend to visit is is literally cut in half by the border, isn't it? Oh, am I am I going to the the upper peninsula with the <laughs> yeah, I don't the, know. the, the border <laughs> no lands? Borderlands. I got my secret fishing hole and I'm not going to reduce it mm -hmm, to uh, mm -hmm. you know, I'm not going to tell you where it is cuz I don't want yeah. I don't want you internet yeah, people yeah. out there trying to catch my bass. That's that's what I'm saying. I mean, I think I think though with the the space rains, like you have the advantage, and they're they're definitely gonna go for those. Yeah. So if anything, it's only gonna prove your point even more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All these people out there with their their Meps French spinners aren't gonna catch yeah, anything. Yeah, come they're on, gonna catch anything with that? <laughs> <laughs> Rapala's original floating balsa wood minnow. Yeah, I gotta catch anything with that. You need the yeah. space marine. Tech. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that sweet, sweet tech. <laughs> well, yeah, a couple of years ago, you know, even even the Blood Angel caught stuff. I, I, that one surprises me yeah, a little I bit. I caught a lot yeah. with the Imperial Fist, which is a bright yellow color. I caught a surprising yeah. amount with the Ultramarine, which is a bright blue mm -hmm. color. Um, the way I painted mm -hmm. it was fairly bright blue. Um he even caught some stuff with the the Chaos Marine, but mm. but this year, bright colors. So Fabulous Marines is an event that's organized by the the mini painting community, especially the folks over on Twitch. And June is Pride Month, and so it is one of the ways that that the mini painting community celebrates that. It's also a fund fundraiser for the Trevor Project, and. Yeah, it's the it's the third year in a row, and it just seems like the the event is growing bigger and bigger, and yeah, no, I, I I've really been enjoying it. So, if you are uh, interested in learning more about that, there's actually a really nice looking website, fabulousmarines.com. It's got a schedule of all kinds of mostly Twitch streamers who are painting something somehow related to. Uh, you know, pride themed marine or other mini. The 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 rules are, are pretty loose on that. But um yeah, you know, uh, Pride Month we're gonna see a lot of companies doing their their pride posts, but with the with the mini painting it it really feels natural and, and wholesome and it's it's a lot of fun to be painting with bright colors. So I'm I'm glad that this event mm -hmm. has has kept going and it seems like it is a a solid pillar of the community now and I expect to to keep on going. No pressure on on uh, giggling geekette there. 
<laughs> if you if you if you falter in future years, someone else will pick up the reins and keep it going. But it's uh, really been an an, an incredible uh, community led effort, and and I think it is going to keep getting bigger and bigger with each year that passes, and and that's awesome. And uh, this year, I'm doing. <laughs> My contribution is going fishing with with pretty painted marines. So, I mean, I, I'd say that's pretty uh, valiant effort on your part. Like that's that's not just painting a, a model, right? Now, I mean, now you're taking painted models, you're converting them into something, and you're literally throwing them in water. Yep. Like that. That's definitely you're putting a lot of uh, faith in like the the line and everything to not lose these models. As long as right? I don't lose all five of them. I, I I am making sure yeah. that I'm getting really good pictures beforehand. That's a good so idea. So that we'll, we'll always have some <laughs> memories sure. just in case, you know. The... Yeah, yeah. Well, and if it's part of a video and you get hooked on a rock or yeah. something, that's that's what it is. <laughs> so the as far as fishing lures go, they actually work. They're they're very durable. When they're catching fish, mm -hmm. the, the way I construct them is I, you know, drill a hole through the mini and put some pretty heavy duty uh, or heavy gauge wire straight down the center. And so it's yeah, yeah. structurally very sound. The only problem is if I'm casting and I just cast it right into a rock or something, the, the you know, the, 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 there goes the, the it's basically leg. like throwing your plastic mini at a rock. It, it, yes. <laughs> Yeah, have you cast those the, pretty the quick. Arm, yeah. Like a seven foot long fishing pole. <laughs> yes. So you're like slinging a, a, a plastic mini at a rock. <laughs> oh, that's sad. Yeah. So I could see that. Try to, oh, well, those one. bass, they like the rocks. So it's a uh, high yeah, risk, high that's reward. That's the game, right? <laughs> exactly. Although with your canoe, I would I would imagine you could get pretty close. I love in there. fishing in a canoe. It's so that's, so that's good. nice. Yeah, it's it draws yeah. like an inch or two of water. You just floating around and anywhere mm -hmm. you want. Uh, so when the weather turns turns good again, I'm gonna I'm gonna be out there see what I can catch. And uh, yeah, try not to try not to cast at too many rocks. But I've got I've got my minis. Uh, I got three coats of enamel on there, like spray enamel from a rattle can. So that'll be pretty That's durable. Good call, yeah. But hey, I did paint a few of the bits with speed paint, so I'm a little worried about reactivation. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just being tossed into water over and over. Yeah, you know, you know. Yeah. You never know. After I catch my uh, that enamel, my seventh pike. You know my. And, and and my eighth yeah. sunfish and I and I look at my mini and like hey we're right about that reactivation. Oh, no. like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh that that'd be a good thing to just throw in and be like, oh look at that. No, no reactivation. Hopefully <laughs> not if I covered it with, with three coats of enamel. But I mean, come on. Yeah. I would hope. At a certain point, right? I mean even even the version one speed paints are like if you varnish them it was literally fine. So nobody I will believe you if you tell them that, Casey. I mean, the that's internet fine. refuses to acknowledge that fact. So, yeah. Like I in videos, so many times, there have been a, like a, a series of events where I've gone and zenithly highlighted a model through my airbrush with mm -hmm. white ink, and proceeded to immediately tear all of that ink off on accident using just contrast mm -hmm. paints. At like, 
that's how it goes. It did. It didn't fully cure. It yeah, just didn't. different hobby supplies have different properties, and sometimes a strength becomes mm-hmm. a weakness if you put it in you know different conditions. So uh, it's, all, it's all about yeah, learning so, your supplies. You know. Yeah, but I've I, I don't know. I've done that. It, like while filming several times and just like left it in as like a, a warning of like no 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 you need to varnish this and then you know that that's like for me even more just to remember to do that and yeah varnish it's never an issue it's the same exact issue so if white ink can do it I'm just saying so Anyways. we'll see how that goes um yeah man I I can't go this weekend though this weekend I've got my my college reunion. So I've got to go and see right. all those doctors and lawyers and bankers and be like, oh, so what are you up to? Yeah. Uh, you're married with children? Cool, 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 cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah every, what do you do? Uh, uh, this is a picture of Snuffles. Peyton, he's uh, fishing yeah, this with is my Marine, main man, too, Gordon, but... here. He's, uh, he's the orange one. Like he's, <laughs> he's always eating them snacks. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, that's got to be an interesting conversation. Everyone's saying, doctor, doctor, yeah, doctor. Yeah. Like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 it was really fun at Adepticon when we had lunch with uh, Marco Frizzoni and Ben Comets. And yeah. you know, I'm not going to say who's who, but they're like, yeah, I, I used to be a doctor, and uh, now I do this. I used to be yeah. an architect, and now I do this. <laughs> it's insane, right? It's such a weird yeah, world. They're fun yeah, they're reunions too. I'm sure. So, anyway, that's what I'm doing this weekend. I and would maybe think next so. Week I'll go fishing. We'll we'll keep you yeah. updated. Hopefully by the next paint. Oh, bravely. of My course. Goodness, we gotta gotta get this done in June. At least a couple weeks. Yeah, you kind of gotta get it done. You don't you don't really have much time. Like, technically, we're recording this, and it'll be June. Oh, no, it's June for you. It's not June for me. It is we are June literally for me. two separate months. It is June yeah. 1st. And before <laughs> I forget, I heard a rumor that the podcast, The Independent Characters, is coming back possibly on June 1st. So my phone buzzed a second ago. It's like right Maybe now? It's telling me to, to resubscribe to The <laughs> Independent Characters on wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. That would be interesting. I mean, we'll certainly know by the time this comes out. If, if you're not familiar, so, Independent sweet. Characters is a 40K podcast. And several years ago now, when I was getting back into the hobby, it was the first podcast I found in this hobby. And it's everything from <laughs> lore to rules to to painting tips. Um, and uh, very well organized, very professional. They, they've taken a break a couple of times, but... There are rumors that it's back for at least one episode. So that is something I'm looking forward to in the coming days. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, man, when I when I was getting back into the hobby, I I picked up on that Healing Hammer podcast. And they they've been done for a while. I I don't think they've come out with a new episode in a few years, but I I really liked that one. That was a good one. The uh, (laughs) the good podcasts leave us too soon and then you're left with Limited options, you know. Limited options, yeah. <laughs> I mean, to be We're fair. We're glad you're here. Thanks yeah, for listening. You want longevity. <laughs> exactly. But you want longevity in a podcast, then uh, you got to temper your expectations. Like, it has to be 
at, at you know the sweet spot that Goldilocks podcast zone because either it's it's here and it and it goes or it's just so good that it transcends yeah and then it just has the to be more around effort it takes to put out a podcast the more likely it's going to be difficult to meet that bar and they and they stop and they take extended breaks that's the way it goes <laughs> But yeah, if the yeah. only thing required is that the kids are in bed, uh, that the cats are at least half in bed, and then... And that doesn't even matter. Yeah, it, that don't matter. That, that, that second one is <laughs> not really important. <laughs> no, no, no. Don't offend the people. <laughs> uh, all right. What else? It's your turn to give us some... Start a yeah. Pink Bravely conversation, right. Casey. A uh, pain brave. All right, this this is gonna be pretty brave because I kind of messed up and I'm doing something out out of the normal. So uh, a few years ago, for I don't know Mother's Day or some such, I gave my mom <laughs> a uh, don't spit that out. I gave my mom a Bigfoot statue. It's like I don't know. It's like a like two feet tall. It's a pretty decent sized statue. You know, it's just one of those like garden statues you put outside, but it's like a, a decent looking Bigfoot. Like he doesn't look derpy or anything. He looks pretty good. Um, he's been outside. He's kind of faded at this point. Um, so, you know, my mom, she she watches the channel. She knows what's going on. Like uh, she asked me to, to save him, give him a little repaint, you know, fix him up a little. So I said, of course, yeah. No problem. I'll just airbrush in. There's some nice like transitions, browns and tans and whatnot. Pretty easy. And I, I went to uh, take him outside in my backyard to hose him down, right? Because he's kind of covered in bird crap and stuff. And, uh, you know, because I figured this might make a fun video if it all works out. I'll, uh, I'll record it all. So I got my camera, set it up. In a real good angle, real good lighting. And I turned on the hose and... And he knocked right over and broke, <laughs> broke into many, many pieces. But you got it on film. And so, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. So like at the second it happened, I was just like, oh, damn it. But at least I was recording. Like, I don't know how to. Yeah, it was, silver it was a weird. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So as as part of a potential video at some point like it yeah it just got a whole lot better because <laughs> like before it was like oh cool bigfoot repaint cool it looks great now i'm like okay now i need to get some like uh plaster and some mesh and you know you know do the whole oh, foil no. ball thing and sculpt some fur <laughs> like it, okay it, i guess the good news is that i only broke one of his arms off the rest of him is fine. That's an opportunity. So, you need to call Trent from Miscast right. and have Trent sculpt an alternate arm or an alternate <laughs> just a, appendage. Just a, just like a, <laughs> yeah. Just a, uh, oh man, uh, you see that, that opens the whole box, right? Like you get your like tentacle coming out that side just and it's kind of like flipping launcher, around like, yeah. oh <laughs> yeah, exactly. I uh, get a hand hold the boom box. He's swinging. It's the other hand that kind of swings behind, you know? Oh, is that, it's that pose? <laughs> oh, it's, it's oh, the yeah, swinging yeah. arm. It's the, the very the classic picture pose. That's how you yeah. use Bigfoot. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Exactly. Of course. Cause that's the original. So, uh, yeah. Like, uh, 
yeah, it's very iconic. It's usually sat kind of like behind a tree, so his like head and arms kind of poking out. Maybe you see him from inside the house. Um, so yeah, he's been around for a while, and I, I definitely want to fix it up, do it right, yeah. you know. Um, but I mean, uh, yeah, some kind of boombox missile launcher, a ghetto right. blaster. I was going to say, will. like it- that. That sounds pretty good. But now that you tell me that it's the swinging arm pose, then the arm actually matters. Like before, it could just yeah, it's a one arm, it's a one arm uh, Bigfoot. What do you want? Yeah, right, some, right. Some Bigfoots I are one armed. Like, yeah, I guess it matters. What arm is it? Yeah, okay. It's it's his right arm, so it's kind of the front facing one. That's the one that really matters. Okay. It's the, okay. Yeah. The back one's kind of like behind his leg, so it's less of an issue. I broke off the mm. good arm. Mm. Yeah. Well, I've got confidence in you, and th- I'm sure that's a golden <laughs> yeah. piece of footage that you got there of just, you oh, turned the hose on goodness, and just immediately yeah. murk that Sasquatch. <laughs> well, the thing is, like, for a minute there, it was going all right. I was I was, I was, was cleaning power that guy washing, off. I was really getting in there. Foot. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much. And I... I got a little close. My hose, you know, has good pressure. I had a leave in like a pressure tip on there. And he just started tipping and I'm like, oh, I'm screwed. And there he goes, just shattered arm. I have I have most of the hand, weirdly, where it like hit. The hand is intact, but the, the elbow joint, uh, that's 40 or 50 mm. pieces. So it's most of the elbow. Like luckily how it fits back together, the the kind of like inside of the arm has a good attachment point that's like a clean okay. break. And then it's just a big gap on the outside. So I have to like rebuild, you know, a good amount of the arm, but at least it's in the proper position or it should be. Could kind of go like shoulder right into hand if you <laughs> needed it to, right? <laughs> just, a, just a real good nub poking out. Yeah, I could do that. He'd be like, it's fine. Here. Yeah. Happy birthday again. Well, that that uh, would have been a, a fun project, and it still may be a fun project. You know, a a big miniature, a, a two-foot-tall Bigfoot. Definitely something for yeah. the airbrush, I think. Definitely something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's definitely an airbrush job. A pretty simple one, I, I assume. It should be. I, yeah. I don't know. Well, that's cool. That's cool. It, <laughs> yeah so that's that's kind of something that's been on my plate yeah that's for sure um man i've been working on i, I built a tiny conquest first blood playset. Yeah. yeah yeah that was pretty cool i got all sorts of models and scaled them down teeny tiny printed them out on my my printer uh which i, I sh- we should talk about some of that stuff that the new uh any cubic m5s that i i just got because uh only like two episodes ago we were talking about you know, oh 3d printing and wargaming and is it worth doing and all this stuff and i know that one of the things i said in that was like i don't understand why like leveling is even a thing if they can just if it literally just goes straight up and down right um well it turns out that this printer you know you don't you don't have to level anything it just auto levels and then keeps up during the whole print so if anything starts getting weird just corrects itself my god it's insane it's insane future yeah. isn't all bad you heard it here first no 
No, and there's like weird things like uh, like the build quality in itself is way better than the other printers that I have. Uh, it, it's way heavier. The, the chassis is all metal. Everything feels super mm. sturdy, which is new. You know, it's weird. <laughs> um, the, the FEP is the newer, like, flexi, uh, kind of opaque, like, weird okay. film. And I don't remember what it's called, but it's totally different. And it and it's like, it's stretchier, so it, it can go faster, it can pull off yeah. easier, but it's apparently way stronger too. So that's cool. Like they're, they're just going through the list of all the things that we were talking about basically and kind of had something to say for each one. I thought it was kind of weird. Coincidental. Yeah. Well, that's good to hear. That is real good to hear. Yeah. And... Uh... You know, these 3D printer companies always just kind of copy each other and then the generations march forward. And... Yeah. I mean, if if, if everyone else is going to copy any cubic during this generation, then I think it's going to be a real good time. Because, yeah. Oh, they, they even put little handholds on the vat. You don't even have to reach under it anymore. They actually put freaking, like, spaces to put your fingers to pick All it up. right. And on the sides of the printer, they actually have cutouts for your hand to pick a printer up. Okay, I've seen some of them with that. That's okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think that's the first time any cubic study. They're like, maybe. oh, yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> I don't know. There's all these like weird little like life improvement things. I don't know. It just makes a lot of sense. I had a failure. Uh, one out of, I think, almost 15 prints that I did for this last right. video. One, one failure. And it stopped the print immediately and said, hey, you need to look at this. It failed. Like it completely did not attach or whatever, whatever. Um, turns out I had spilled some resin, like pulling off the, the plate. Some dripped down and went underneath the, the vat and cured to the screen. I had a screen protector on, so it was all good. Um, but that's why it didn't. It couldn't shine the light through properly, so it didn't, it didn't work. And it just stopped the print. I have to wait for hours until it was like, oh, it didn't work at all. <laughs> You know, yeah, yeah. So I don't know, like little things like that. Just it was uh, kind of nuts to to be having that conversation, and then all of a sudden be like, oh, I guess, uh, I guess we're just make there. A new list of well, that's that's good wants, yeah, new wish list. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to. I don't I don't know what they are right now because I feel like I just got all my wants met. So yeah. Oh, it's yeah. crazy because like 3D printers, the resin ones, in some ways they are such a simple device. A linear actu actuator, linear actuator, the Z <laughs> screw up and down. You know what I mean? And yeah. Then, yeah. I know what you and mean. And then like yeah. a cell phone screen and a basically with yeah. a clear bottom. And that's, that's about it. <laughs> um, yeah. But, as we're going through and, and people are finding things to be annoyed about and people are getting ideas of minor improvements, <laughs> it is fun to watch the, the march of progress on this stuff to, to, to yeah. see where they actually can find a way to make it better for, for the next year's product. Cool. And yeah, I mean, I still feel that anything, you know, any cubic photon or better is still absolutely usable for making minis that are going to be fun to print and fun yeah. to paint but yeah i mean even even back in the like the what 2k days yeah. you know um 
they were still printing it at like whatever 35 microns or whatever millimeter 0.05 millimeters yeah. you know pretty decent even then and now we're up to like they're talking like 23 microns so it's like a 10 micron difference which i'm sure matters to you know people who make jewelry um but when you're talking about like a 28 millimeter model it's it's pretty subtle you know um the 12k screen I know that's the first one that's out on the market right now for like consumers as far as the 3D printer goes. Um, and I mean, I think that's, it looks pretty good times as many polygons though. You go from 0.05, whatever, (laughs) ignore me, but like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, well, there's some ratio that you're supposed to, to print out depending on the, the resolution of your screen. I've I've just recently learned this, like in the last couple of days. Um, for for layer height, some some, yeah, yeah for exactly. layer height according yeah. to your type of screen. If you yeah. want the so if you're like at eight K, you know you should be printing at point zero three or something. I forget what the yeah the going so rate is. But, you know. The layer height for the layer lines, but also if you're thinking of the the size of each pixel, like. It mm-hmm. makes sense that ideally the, the three-dimensional pixel should roughly be cubic, you know, and not not have, yeah. like, super mm-hmm. tiny footprint for your three-dimensional pixel, and then it's, like, a tall rectangular prism. Yeah. Yeah. Right, so, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, if you figure out what the dimensions of the pixel are for the screen and just have the height kind of match the, the length of a pixel, then, yeah, that, that makes sense. So... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Although this, and I don't know what the deal is with this. I heard it on uh, like Vogman or something. Um, this 12K screen has rectangular pixels, like every other line or something. I have no idea why. And it sounds so weird. Yeah. I, I, I'm I don't even know how that works. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, what does that even mean? Rectangular pixels. Sounds like a lie. Yeah. <laughs> It does sound like a lie. I don't know. He was showing it. It made sense. And he's like, I have no idea what this is for. Somehow it still works, but... Um, well, set your layer height to whatever yeah. you want then. Yeah, just, just throw up your I mean, hands and give up. That's literally what I'm going to do anyways, yeah. yeah. No, I was, I was testing prints out at like 0. 0.1, yeah, just, you know, which is like FDM, you know, layer heights. Every, every fifth still layer is pretty super good. tall. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> It's just add half yeah. an inch. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that could do some interesting things. I wonder if don't you could that. No, slice that to just that. be like stretch. Well, you know, you, you, if somebody's hold like there's just a guy standing there, right? It cuts off at the neck, just right below where the chin starts. Just give me like a half an inch neck. I want like 20 of those guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just stretch necks that just go up and they're like sculpted still, right? It's just stacked. We'll get you a, a ZBrush subscription there, Casey. Oh. Right, right. That's that's fair. I could do that in ZBrush. I think Blender, I could do that too. Or like Mesh Mixer. Absolutely. Modified next to your heart's yeah. content. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's exactly. Good stuff right there. Um, get some, some stretchy neck marines and... Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Be seeing over all the cover. Getting shot, but you know. But looking good while they're doing it. Yeah. That's the uh, the modeling for advantage thing. Mm. Tell you not to do. You know, talking about sneaking in a little bit of extra height. 
I, I followed through with, with what I was talking about last week and I bought myself mm. a set of five enhanced casters for my rolly chair. And so nice. So they're like basically big rollerblade sized casters for your chair and you just pop out the, the crappy, you know, set of five rollies that came with your office chair. And they're a pretty standard mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, mating hardware for, you know what I mean? What do you just mating hardware? I, I'm try, I'm making the symbol of jamming a a, a wheelie in, yeah, into jam, the bottom jam, of your chair. Something. Whatever. Yeah, mating hardware. <laughs> All right, you got me, Casey. You, you, uh, you got me. I yeah. I mean, come on, come on. All right, you, that's a uh, low hanging pull fruit. Out a wheel and you jam a new wheel back in yeah. there but the new wheel is gotcha. an extra I, yeah. inch and a half long and that matters yeah right yeah, yeah. yeah it does so look what i'm trying to say is my desk was a little bit too tall before and i had my chair mm -hmm. up as tall as it would go and still a little too short still hurting my shoulders a little bit trying to get on the desk to right to yeah stuff but now Get that extra inch, inch and a half of height coming straight from the wheels, and plus it, plus it feels yeah. good to have a chair on rollerblades. It's nice. It's nice. Because <laughs> they basically are like rollerblade yeah, wheels, this right? This is super minor, but just a just a minor improvement to the hobby zone, and not even not even oh, worth sure. a quarter point. I don't think on the overall hobby score because we're. We're at a ten already. Well, yeah, because you know? you, yeah. you could uh, <laughs> yeah right. You're already in that that level. Like, yeah, because at that point, like where you would assign a point to the hobby score, it would be not necessarily getting wheels, but getting adjustable desks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's just getting yeah. really good ergonomics for height of your chair compared to the height of your desk. And as long as that matches up, yeah. you're good. You got the points for that. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Man, I haven't even I haven't even looked around and calculated recently. Like things are things are looking oh, yeah, up in here, have. you know. I got the heater, I got the air conditioner in here, so like it's an actual temperature controlled room again. Got some before. lizards like in last couch. summer, not yeah. so much. I, I had I had the lizards come in when it first got warm. I haven't seen them since. And man, have there been lizards in my backyard this summer? Like an astronomical amount of them. Like. I can go around and find 10 or 15 of them at, at any point. Just walk outside and they point them out. They're everywhere. Uh, but I've only had the one come in so far this year. So, I, you know, seems all right. I haven't had any uh, bug or spider issues. Although, I mean, I had a... There was a stink bug that came in when I was putting my yeah. desks together. I guess lizards well, probably came in do for eat a, minute. a lot of insects. They, yeah. they do, yeah. So we definitely want to keep them around, yeah, because they're gonna they're gonna go through and find all the stuff and that eat all it. All works out, I and guess. Huh? So, yeah, yeah. You know the circle of life. Good, 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 good. Yeah. Well, I had uh, I had something kind of fun happen to me the other day. I was I was in the grocery store. Me and my buddy Alex were getting some Memorial Day hamburgers, right? And somebody yeah. comes up to me. Kyle comes up to me and he says, "Hey, I watch your channel. It's so good to meet you. I I thought you were in Maine." And I'm like, "Uh, oh, 
Somebody found me in the wild. That's never happened before. Kyle was the first one to find me in the grocery store in the wild. Not in, like nice. Like not like in a hobby a shop hobby or something. Shop, not at a hobby convention. Yeah. Just down to Hannaford's, you know, and uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. got a got a selfie right there in the in the meat department. And yeah, it's good. Nice. Good to meet you, Kyle. Probably doesn't even watch paper <laughs> yeah, it's the cool. podcast, but whatever. Yeah. I mean, come on. If he's at a grocery store and he's like, it's Goober Town, like, yeah. dude listens to paint bravely. Come yeah. on. I will say, if you do see me in public, it's okay to come say hi. Like, I, I, I enjoy it. I enjoyed the heck out of meeting Kyle. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. really cool. Like, just, just meeting Kyle. people. Because it's like instantly like, hey, hey miniatures are the best. It's, it's good. I love it. I mean, Kyle might be the only one to get mentioned on Paint Brave for the podcast, but I'd, I'd still be happy to see you in the in the meat aisle, in the dairy aisle, you know, getting some frozen frozen yeah. broccoli. Like, come say hi. It's all good. Yeah. What well, What's the best aisle to to approach you in? I'm just thinking, like meat is is time sensitive. If you did you get oh, your meat no. before? Send that basket is fine. It was just going straight to the I mean, grill anyway. Probably. It was fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> you know, if you're in the frozen section, grab yourself a bag of rocket pops. Like, man, I gotta gotta get these in the freezer. That's a good point. Just no, you know, I don't think yeah. you know if you see me in the grocery store. I don't think there's any aisle where you're like better, better wait till Brent's done picking out his tea and, and get to him in the in the right, right. aisle like that. No, I, I don't think uh, you need you look to him. like stalk me <laughs> no, and wait for the perfect stalk aisle. You. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, no, and I'm, I'm thinking that might be uh, hilarious. Though. Somebody's he's like, still well, deciding he's between he's picking out antacids. I gotta like, better don't want to interrupt him. <laughs> Ketchup, catsup, ketchup, catsup. Uh, no, he doesn't want to talk to me now. Ketchup, <laughs> uh, ketchup. Are you here to help me with my catsup problem? <laughs> yes. <laughs> God, man. Oh, that doesn't get old. Well, that's pretty fun. But you, you grilled mm. some burgers, played some games. Nah, I was helping Alex move. It was, uh, again, we're kind of at All the end right, of the okay. here. And uh, move, moving day, moving day. So. Moving day. That's good. Oh, good. Good to meet you, Kyle. What else? Huh? <laughs> I don't know. That's all that Heck happened yeah. to me this week. That's, That's it? All That's I all got. you got? Yeah. All right. Well, you know. Um. So, yeah, I've been, like. You know, getting back into some some fifteen mil models, right? Doing the, the conquest. Um, I asked people for more suggestions, as I have on this podcast. Still, some really good suggestions out there for fifteen millimeter conversions, if you will. Uh, Star Wars still up there. I think is such a cool idea. I like to see little walkers riding around and everything. Um, a lot of mentions of Blood Bowl, uh, Mordheim, which are kind of okay. You know, I see those. Uh, then I got some some weird suggestions. I got one uh, called Argatoria. 
apparently it's like the biggest small scale war game there is right now. Um, and I looked it up. It's by Spellcrow. Right. So like a you know, reputable yeah, for you sure. know, company that's been for around sure. a while. Um, yeah, it looks, looks pretty sweet actually. Um, and they sell a boatload of minis. Oh, you're getting in deep. I feel like I kind of am like that. I, I mean, I think they sell 10 mil models, but I, you can also buy them to 3d print. So it's like, okay, I got a little, you know, 50% up, you know, whatever. It's all good. Um, but then, uh, then I got a couple other ones, uh, Space Weirdos and Sword Weirdos from Garski Games, which I took a look at, and that's it's actually pretty cool. So, like, uh, drive-through RPGs, people make up games. They put little, you know, digital books together, PDFs that have the art, have all the stuff that you would normally see, but you can buy them for, like, five bucks. So, there, there's an absolute ton of skirmish games on there for five bucks. Um I mean, some are more, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, but these games were five bucks and I picked them up and they came with like all the rules, obviously, you know, in like a 16 pages or something that, that tells you how to build all your stuff. And it's, you know, it's all model agnostic. Um, sounds pretty cool. There's like some scenarios, but you can build kind of whatever you want. And it's all just, oh, it's five V five and you know, rules like you've heard of in a lot of other games. Um, one of the, the interesting things that I, I saw it was that they do the whole uh, the dice number goes up um, like the D6, D8, D12, that kind of thing. But they don't go past. So you're not doing D14. the weird like I have a D17 or so. Yeah, like none of that business. Um, it's like D, D6 to 12, I think, was where they were at. Like the normal D&D set. Okay. Right. So I thought that was pretty interesting. And then a lot of it's like alternating activations and, and things like that. It's just taking from a bunch of games, putting them all together into this kind of funky little narrative and going, yeah, these are the rules. Like I, I really liked that idea. Um, so yeah, man, seems, seems pretty sweet. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try it out and see what happens. Yeah. So I don't know, 15 millimeter games, even though this one, so, yeah, space weird is not a fifteen mil game, but like it could be. It just tickles you, know? you, right? Huh? No the the minis that yeah. you were showing in those videos they are very cute. the The minis that are right? specifically <laughs> designed for that fifteen millimeter scale, like they have all of the mm-hmm. personality of the normal whatever thirty millimeter scale minis, but mm-hmm. like the the way that they're simplified is very cute, like the. The way they're kind of shrunk yeah, down yeah. And, and some stuff doesn't even matter, but they, they keep the the key features of the model that give it its personality. They keep the the, the face mm-hmm. and the weapon and you know, just a little bit else of, of the, the character of the minis. And it, yeah, like a slight pose and you know, a little bit of movement, but basically yeah big fat head and a huge weapon on a tiny yeah. little guy. So so this isn't just taking necessarily taking a 30 millimeter mini and just printing it at half scale. The, the, what I'm talking about is the ones that are, are mm-hmm. really designed for that. They're purpose. sculpted, yeah, for, sculpted that scale. for that scale. Yeah. They're cute. They're, they've got a ton of character. Like <laughs> they're, they're yeah. obviously not chibis chibis, but in some way it kind of reminds me because it's just like the it's, the, the essence yeah. of of what makes that mini mm-hmm. fun, and they're cute. Yeah, it's on its way. 
It's definitely they're on their way to that. Like if their head was twice as big, yeah, it, it's not. Then not you're the there, giant, right? giant head. But you know they they're really emoting. A lot of them are like you know got their heads back, yelling or whatever, and they've got their their giant mm-hmm. axe and they're. Yeah, you gotta like really exaggerate exactly. the features for that so kind of thing. Across. But like it, it looks yeah. really cool. Yeah. And to to paint up too. Um like man, like to, okay, if you, one of the chaos warriors, right? Just a dude without a shirt on. Uh maybe he's got like a piece of like chest armor or something. So most of his arms, his back, his legs are all showing, all that stuff. You can basically get like a full base coat done with that. You know, you just load the brush once. And you got all the skin done on the model, you know, same thing for like any kind of highlighting or anything else. It's just like, oh, I just tap here, here and here. Those are kind of the areas where that makes sense. And all of a sudden, like, holy crap, that's like better than I've painted anything ever. Like, it's just so simplified because it's taken down to that smaller scale that everything is exaggerated and just looks like you're a better painter than you are. I don't know. Maybe that's why I like it so much. I just feel like. All well, right. they were looking yeah, good. This is looking they pretty looking good. good. <laughs> and you were getting them done when when your finger was on its last legs, pushing through. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I did that comparison of like, here's what they look like before, and here's what they look like after. Trying to like actually paint them with like a busted hand, and it's not good. <laughs> it's so not good. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I'll get better at some point. We'll see. Looking forward to seeing it. Yeah, until then, I'm definitely going to be uh, at least collecting <laughs> some 15 millimeter models. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. You got anything else hobby-wise? Any any fun hot tips? Nah, Clearly, the fishing dude, tips are coming. Just, but... You know, wear an oven mitt and, and let your hand heal and and then get back at it. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, that's that's the plan too. I'm just gonna, yeah. Now that the doctor even told me, like, oh, you know those like uh, finger glove things, just like put a few of those on and leave it. It's like, oh, jeez. You know, for like prepping food and stuff that, like, if you cut yourself, finger glove. Just like, yeah, little finger condoms, basically. Oh, okay, I was I was thinking of the like, yeah. The, the cool skater gloves, you know, the fingerless gloves is what I was the thinking. The ones without yeah. fingerless? Yeah, that'd be the opposite of what I need. <laughs> that's that's what right. they... You want to make it worse? Sick. Yeah, so those. so the, the kids doing the monkey bars had to wear their <laughs> the fingerless gloves so that they, you know, didn't get terrible blisters on their hands, but they could keep doing those monkey bars. Get the... mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's very important uh, for bicycling. Oh, sure, stuff. sure. I guess those people do it. Yeah, you got your, your paintball gloves, you know. Well, you gotta, you gotta have the fast fingers, right? A right, bit of right. Get the angel trigger, trigger yeah, work. Yeah. Oh man! Speaking of paintball, <laughs> what? I, continue, I, I don't I know where this say. is going. Continue. Go <laughs> I know it. you have yeah. no idea where this is going. No, this is a good. This is a good one. This is a good one. Speaking of paintball, okay, let's start over. <laughs> Something that's very similar to paintball that I've been mildly interested in and watching a lot of videos about is mm-hmm. airsoft and someone that we mm. know plays a lot of airsoft these That's days true. yeah and uh we we do sort of unfortunately have to talk about it yeah we we have learned that 
Luke from Geek Gaming, and originally <laughs> Luke's APS, Luke's <laughs> Affordable Painting Service, slash Luke's something Scenics. <laughs> no, gaming scenics? no, there was there was an in between no, phase not? where I forget what he APS, changed it, but he had A P and S something professional scenics. Like it wasn't Luke's. Was it not affordable paint service yeah, anymore? He had an in between phase where it stood for something different. It don't matter. It, it don't matter because because yeah, he's no, retired. I don't now. remember that. He's he's, he's retired. Off into yeah. the sunset with airsoft uh, markers just strapped to his back and. And all yep, kinds of yep, sweet, yep. like low riding holsters, and yeah, he's looking good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah dude, dude's gotten way into it. Like, and I, I mean, that's not certainly not the reason that he's like not doing YouTube anymore. Um, I mean, it might be partially because I'm sure that's pretty fun, but yeah. you know, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I feel bad because like Luke's channel was one of the big ones when I kind of was getting back into the hobby, and it was like just happen to be browsing on youtube you know and he's making these huge boards and and doing all this stuff and i was like man it's insane yeah, you like I don't, I don't know if i could ever do something like that and now like this mini conquest video is like my best attempt at making a tiny version of the thing that he could do yeah. really well so yeah. luke has retired from youtube he's he's moving off to greener pastures i hope he comes back in a couple of years at, at least for the occasional yeah. reunion video, you know. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, I'm sure we can talk him into that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he he made a, a going away post, and there were so many comments on there just saying, you know, how much he has helped people over the years, how inspiring all those terrain builds were, how much fun they were, and mm -hmm. I I certainly fall into that category, and and you do as well. So mm -hmm. it's it is sorry to see him move on from from making youtube videos but we're we're wishing him all the best and, and wishing him absolutely the best of luck with his airsoft pursuits and beyond mm -hmm. yeah man he's I, I'm, I'm hoping he, he starts getting into airsoft videos that's that's what i want to see from luke that's what i want to see i think he could do it just doming people with bb's mm, he loves so that good. he loves so that. good yeah I hope so. I think I would. It sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot people in the helmet with a friggin' mm -hmm. <laughs> like a weighted ball. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, all right. all right. Thank you again for joining us on another episode of Paint Bravely. If you enjoyed this podcast, please help us out by leaving us a review on iTunes, subscribing to the YouTube channel, and sharing this message with your hobby friends. And as always, we appreciate each and every one of you for listening, and we will talk, talk to you to next, you next time. time. Closer. Closer to the mic. Oh, yeah. That's staying in. <laughs>